Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Johnson from Bethel Lady Church. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We are so glad we could connect with you through this podcast. Please ensure you subscribe to receive new messages every week. We pray this podcast builds your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and motivates you to live a life of excellence for the glory of our Lord. Thank you for your support. Enjoy the message. We are going to learn about relationships. Relationships are very important. Very, 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 very. Keep saying very as long as you want. Important. Because they are. They are. We have to learn to value relationships. Uh, some families, they, some, some young people actually, they come and tell me, Pastor, we want you to conduct our marriage. And the other day, somebody made so many efforts to grind, literally, uh, I said, why? There are families that, and when I hear these stories, it, it, it swells my heart with joy. Uh, you know, they move from, Orissa or Gujarat and Chennai, Mysore, they sell their properties there. They have bought properties here in Bangalore uh, just so that they can come to Bethel AJ Church. And I, I feel so nice when I hear such things, but God bless you guys. God bless you guys. And I, I really feel honored when you do such things. But uh, so the other day I inquired with one couple, I said, why are just, uh, you know, forcing me to conduct your marriage. You conduct your marriage in your city. You people are from another city. Ask your pastor there to conduct. Why are you forcing me? They said, we are coming all the way. You have to conduct. Then I said, no, but what is the reason? No, no, we love you. I said, all that is nice, but why? I, I just wanted to be clear. Why? They, they said, because you have a successful marriage. We've seen your life. And if you conduct, our life will become successful. Really, if I had some grace like that, I would have advertised that. <laughs> marriage does not become successful based on who conducts it. Marriage becomes successful based on the character of the married people. This is, okay, it's good to get some people who are blessed by God to conduct marriage, that's, that's not uh, debatable, that is a fact. It's a blessing uh, to get someone anointed to conduct your marriage and that's good. But marriage does not become a success based on the person conducting the marriage. Marriage becomes a success based on the character of the married. And so to understand relationships... And this month we are going to learn relationships in, on different Sundays with different topics. And today I really want to deal with the concept of family life, of marriage, of a home. And we must understand that God uses relationships or divine connections in our life to bless us. And if we don't honor that, we are shutting down channels of blessings. I'm sure Elijah, as he was growing up, he kept chasing birds and, you know, all of that as every child does. But if he continued to do that, he would never get food to eat because God decided to send food through birds. He had to learn to accommodate crows in his neighborhood because they were carrying his food. I'm sure Balaam the prophet never had a farm full of donkeys. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think he was a donkey guy. 
But he had to learn to respect the donkey because through the donkey, God was going to talk to him because he wouldn't listen to God otherwise. So we have to learn to honor the relationships God puts in our life because sometimes they may be inferior in your understanding of them. But don't shut them out because God uses relationships to talk to us, to bless us, to provide for us. And so honor it, but don't idolize it. Don't make it an idol. Continue to talk to God who uses those resources to bless us. Don't idolize that relationship. That's when you make a mistake. Don't put it in the place of God. No, they are still a resource that God uses. But honor it, respect it, and never insult it. You cannot disrespect a God-ordained relationship and still expect God's blessings to flow through that relationship. In other words, for example, you cannot be disrespectful to the church, unfaithful to the church, disloyal to the church, and still expect God's blessings to flow into your life through the church. It doesn't work that way. We have to learn to honor. The Bible commands, it's a commandment in the scripture. Look it up, you'll find it. Honor your pastor who teaches you God's word and the Bible says with double honor. Whatever honor you are supposed to have multiplied by two. Double honor. Why? Principle is this. God says, I want to... I want to bless you through that life, through that ministry. <coughs> One family invited me 20 years ago, saying, please come to our house. I said, okay, I'll come. Then I called them saying, shall I come on such and such a day? And they said, no, 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 come after a month. So I said, okay. Then after a month, they reminded me and I went to their house and I asked them, why did you shift the date for a month? Those days, church was much smaller and I could visit uh, houses much freely, also because traffic was not so bad. You know, I mean, it didn't take too much time on the road, so you get to spend more time with people. And then they said, Pastor, we shifted it by a month because suddenly we realized when you come to the house, we have to repaint the house because you're our pastor. And we didn't have the money, so we waited for a month. We repainted the house just to receive you. I asked them, am I your bridegroom or what? I mean, even though their heart was right, their attitude was in the right place, I thought they went a little too far with the concept of honor. That, that's really not what, I don't know if God meant so much. But I think what God means is, you don't just sit and clap when your pastor preach and then go out and gossip about him. I think God did mean that. So, and I'll tell you where the problem is. I may not even know. Honestly, this church is so blessed. God has blessed us with a good size and number. Even if people do that, it won't matter to us today. But it does matter to the people who do such things, that they lose out on God's channel of blessing. And don't be surprised if prayers don't work. Don't be surprised if healings and miracles don't happen. Because unless you honor godly relationship, you cannot receive godly blessings through the channel. Am I helping anybody over here? So this, these are very important principles. So... Marriages, family lives are very important. Honor your family life. Respect your family life. <laughs> the number of amens I just heard is a, <laughs> is a definite confirmation on the necessity of this message. The big crisis that we are going through 
Okay, let me ask you two questions. Please raise your hands if it's a yes and if it's a no, don't raise your hands. Question number one, how many of you have mobile phones? You use mobile phones, you have a mobile phone. Can I see your hands way up high? Okay, now those of you who didn't raise your hands, do you know that liars will not inherit the kingdom of God? <laughs> now the second question, so second question for those of you who raised your hands for the first one. The second question is this, how many of you have some or the other social media platform on your mobile phone? Look, this is why this message is so important. Do you know that social media, most of the social media giants are built by guys or the tech giants are built by guys that have failed in their marriages or have dysfunctional marriages or grew up in dysfunctional homes. And therefore, their approach to the entire concept of media is about personal individualism at the cost of broken marriages. Their motto is very simple. It's not about building families. Building families and relationships is not even an idea in their mind. Their whole concept is Catch your eyeballs for maximum time with maximum focus because that's money for them. That's their motto. Their algorithms of suggestions, their advertisement policies, content controls, expectations are all very harmful for family life and for marriages because they want more of your eyeballs, more of your concentration, more of your time so that that's more money for them. Simple as that. And therefore, you, you know how to differentiate between a dead fish and a living fish in a river? You stand by that river and it's clear water. How do you differentiate between a dead fish floating and a, a living, living fish? How, how do you differentiate? Answer is this. A dead fish, you will find it floating with the flow of the river. Only a living fish will swim against the tide. God doesn't want you dead. He wants you alive. You may be in social media, swim against the tide because you're alive. You have the life of God in you. Amen. So you got to be careful that you don't allow the suggestions of the technicalities that throw up against you or throw up on your screen to distract you from the value systems that you choose to cultivate. These are intentional efforts that we have to make. I'm going to start with a few concepts on marriage, family life. <laughs> Do you know, I'm sure you all have heard of this, a family that prays together, stays together. First family, Adam and Eve never had prayer. They didn't have prayer mat, no singing together, reading Bible, nothing. They had instead something else, which was a much higher version of what is today's prayer life. Every day they used to walk with God. Let's read Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the cool. Right? They heard God's footsteps in the garden in the cool of the day. So it could have been in the morning before the hot sun or it could have been in the evening. Mostly Bible scholars believe it was in the evening every day. Next one. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. Why did they have to hide themselves? One day suddenly they started hiding because of sin. Some people hide because they have no time. 
Some others hide because they've lost interest. Of course, today, <coughs> you don't have that experience of Jesus walking in Bangalore. I mean, of course, where is the place to walk? So much of traffic. <laughs> but, <coughs> but in the Old Testament, they say this was a theophany, which means a revelation of Christ. They walked with God. And did you notice, Jesus never walked separately with Adam and separately with Eve. Only when they were together, he walked with them. Today, strong message, huh? <laughs> so, getting an understanding, getting an understanding of, now, of course, we don't get to walk with Jesus, so it's important that we have at least daily prayer in our families where we pray together, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, one hour, whatever works best for you, but do it daily with maximum enthusiasm. Shouldn't be the last boring, tired thing you do. It should be something with joy, happiness, effectiveness, you know, that you do sincerely. What is really marriage? What is the concept of marriage relationship? Now, so many of you keep telling me, Pastor, talk about marriage. My wife has to hear it. Talk about marriage. My children, my husband should hear it, Pastor. Today, I am preaching. You listen. Don't come after one month saying, preach again. What did you preach and all? If you feel I am saying something which is very important for somebody else, write it down and remember it's for you. Now... <laughs> The right perspective on marriage, it, the concept is this in the Holy Bible. I'm just sticking to the concept of the Bible because Bible is where God created marriage. You want to understand marriage? Go to the creator because he's the one who created it. Google doesn't know marriage. Google didn't create marriage. God created marriage. Ask God, he'll tell you how to run it. It's there in the Bible. User's manual for marriage is the Holy Bible. It's not Google. Right perspective is, Marriage is an opportunity for you to share every aspect of your life with another human being, revealing everything about yourself to that person and sticking to that person through the thick and thin, high and low of life. In other words, if you're planning to get married or if you're married and planning to have a parallel secret life, you're the most stupid person. It's the most foolish thing to do because the concept of marriage is to not have a separate secret life. It's not exciting to have a secret life. It's just stupid to have a secret life. Stupid things are sometimes fun, like drugs. They are fun, but they're stupid. Marriage is about two people joined into one, where two people don't lose their identities, but they use their identities to create a greater identity called marriage. It's about two people, two energies coming together to create a greater synergy. This process of growing together is not automatic. It has to be intentional. Otherwise, relationships become more independent and growing apart instead of becoming more interdependent and growing together. Because we all change with time. And if we are not Growing interdependent, changes in us will make us more independent. And so the first principle in marriage, I would say, is communication. The art of listening and talking is so very important. One boy who was watching the marriage in the church asked the priest, why do you make the husband and wife, bridegroom and bride, hold their hands 
and shake their hands while they exchange their vows. Why do you do that? And the priest said, have you watched boxing match? <laughs> the boy said, yeah, why? He said, have you seen the referee calling both the boxers in the ring and shaking hands? Both have to shake hands. <laughs> it means match is going to start. <laughs> That's a joke about that church. It's not about this church. Here we hold hands because you know you have a God who is blessing that union with his hand upon that marriage that his favor will be upon them. Communication is so important. How important is it? Let's look at Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19. Jesus said, again I tell you, which means he told this before. If two of you, they, I have a strong feeling, every time I read this passage, I feel Jesus meant marriage in mind when he said this. If two of you on earth agree, which means to harmonize together, make a musical, huh? it's musical, otherwise it's distortion like rock music. If two of you agree upon anything, which means to harmonize and symphony about whatever, anything and everything they may ask it will come to pass and it will be done for them by my father in what is the condition harmonize I have, there are times i've felt the anointing but i ask the couple do you want and sometimes i'm shocked with answers there are times one family came to me pastor don't know what is going on their salary is better than average Bangalorean salary. But they are not able to buy a house. That man was telling me, Pastor, you have to pray today because everything is ready. When I call the builder, he is not free. When builder calls me, I am not free. Finally, we somehow made it, went to the sub-register office. Computer didn't work that day. Couldn't register. You have to pray and break that bondage. You know, sometimes when I hear some stories, I get that anointing and I'm ready to pray. Every computer in every sub-register office will work. That kind of anointing. There are times you feel that anointing. You know what I'm saying? God is going to do it. I said, bro, stretch your hand. I told the lady, stretch your hand. Hold your hand. We're going to pray. You're going to buy that house. Every bondage is going to break. But in my heart, I felt a... Check, check, testing, you know. I asked that lady, sister, are you ready to buy that house? She started crying. What happened? I knew this was some research going on. I asked her, what happened? She said, pastor, I don't want that house. Husband is shocked. <laughs> they both came for prayer. I asked, what happened? She said, Pastor, this is Tower B. I don't want that because in Tower A, my in-laws are there. <laughs> Jesus said, unless you harmonize. <laughs> Jesus is not a lip reader. He is a heart reader. <laughs> unless you harmonize. Come in harmony. What to do with this wife, pastor? Talk to her. <laughs> Try to understand. Try to figure out, communicate with her. Because it's a combination of speaking and listening. I've had a couple of experiences like that. Some couples come for prayer. We want to have children. 
Wife is so excited about it. Ask the husband, confused. And so somehow they are not able to have kids. And prayer, prayer, prayer doesn't work. Why? Deep inside hearts are not in agreement. And how do you get hearts in agreement? Unless you sit and talk. Unless you communicate. And unless you listen. Because communication is not monkey bath. <laughs> communication is listening. Sometimes I preach very well. <laughs> communication is listening. And speaking. Some of the spoilers in listening are interrupting unnecessarily. When somebody is talking, don't say, oh yeah, yeah. Even I had an experience like, okay da, you wait. <laughs> Let her finish her experience. Don't reassure, rationalize, deflect, advise, but first listen. Eye contact, look at them, listen. With full attention, listen to the words but not only the words, listen, and don't listen to answer. When they are talking, don't keep thinking what to answer. Keep trying to understand. And if reply is required, you answer. And at the end of the conversation. But listen to the words. Listen to not only the words, but to the emotions behind those words. The feelings, the expressions. Learn to cope with distractions. Show interest while listening. Listen without being critical. Acknowledge by responding at the right time with the right expressions and if required a question. Speak gently. How many of you want to be like Jesus? Jesus spoke gently. Speak gently. Speak to the point and speak fully. And listen like that. When I am preaching, distractions are when people walk around, mobile phones are ringing. But in a conversation, distractions can be much more minor things. So pay attention to each other and develop that culture. Develop that habit of paying attention to each other. In our own marriage, this was one big problem between us. Because my wife is so different from me. <coughs> so one of the problems uh, it was... Uh, we discovered distractions. So we made a... Now, I, I don't think we live 100% by the decision, but we made a lot of significant change. One was, we decided when we talk to each other, we'll just stop what we do and look at each other and listen. And I tell you, sometimes it's frustrating because it's only when I'm seriously into something, she remembers something to talk. <laughs> or when she's really busy, that's when I remember something. And, and sometimes it's frustrating. And so then we have to tell each other, can we talk after a few minutes? And sometimes after a few minutes we forget also. But then we developed in our home a habit of no shouting from different rooms, no talking when we are distracted. Let's take time to talk, looking at each other. And it's really helped our family life. Some people think more anointing. Oh, family will be blessed. No, fight will be more anointed. <laughs> That's all. Finally, in the divorce court also, anointing will be there. Each other won't be there. Family life is not built on anointing. Anointing helps. Family life is built on obedience to the word of God. That is how family life is built. 
harmonize with one another agree with one another communicate listen to each other talk to each other and resolve differences what is division we all studied in maths no division division addition subtraction multiplication and what is division division is to take something which is whole okay as in the sense of complete and then separate it no separate it divide it and the next 7 or 8 years until they are about 17 18 19 20 depending on their maturity level is a time where you are their teacher with a sense of authority you are setting boundaries you are teaching values and then it's a relationship like a coach like a sports coach like a friend for the rest of their lives you are helping them in consultation helping them this is bible based christian thinking you help allow them to become more independent and go on to build their lives releasing them into the plan of god with more kids at home of different age groups sometimes being fair and different for each one based on their requirement can be really daunting and challenging that's where you go to god and he gives you the grace and gives you the strength are we all learning something is it helping anybody Ephesians chapter 6 let's read fathers mothers included don't exasperate means don't frustrate don't irritate don't make your children bitter by coming down hard on them i know some children go home and say didn't pastor say read next line also take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master there's a certain gentleness to parenting and i have seen this you know sometimes even when parents are shouting at each other when child comes yes darling how are you i wondered why don't you do that to your wife or to your husband the fact is we can it's just about making up our mind kids teach them healthy relationships maths and science anyway school will teach you you don't have to sit again and learn with them teach them relationships how to handle it emotions how to control it values how to learn it expectations how to discern it teach them financial principles teach them the power of giving to god teach them how to save how to make teach them the power of work culture discipline of hard work avoid being an absentee parent you are there but your mind is somewhere else that's an absentee parent <laughs> Don't try to replace time with gifts and money. It doesn't work. Don't motivate children with fear. Oh, Jesus will come, won't take you. You will go to hell. Papa comes, you are done. Stop all these things. Motivate them in love. The problem is many of us we uh, rewind and play what we went through on our children. it's a scientific fact that most abused people abuse their own people it's a reality in terms of statistical study but we can break that cycle of curse when we learn something new from the scripture don't motivate them with fear but motivate them with love balance appreciation and correction balance appreciation and correction for every one thing they do wrong and you correct them which you should by the way you should correct them but find something that you can appreciate them for 
Let's read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. In other words, sometimes parents may say things which are not coherent, which are not correct by the scripture, that you don't have to obey. But in the Lord, obey your parents. For this is right. Honor your... NIG, you forgot English. Let's read together. Honor your... This is the first commandment with a promise that you may have. Long life. God is saying there is a difference between obeying and honoring. That's why it's mentioned separately. First line says, obey your parents in the Lord. Second line says, honor your parents. There's a difference. Obedience, mean, obedience means to do what they say. And sometimes you can't do what they say because they may be wrong. Parents are sometimes wrong because we're all human. But even if they are wrong, you can honor them. You can respect them. Even if you can't do what they say, you can abstain respectfully. To dishonor is not permitted in the scripture. While we understand that, it's important that as a family, we develop the culture of discussing issues and bringing it to pray and God will answer. Develop the habit of joking, laugh. Laugh, please laugh. Oh, I'm Christian, can I laugh? You need deliverance. <laughs> Learn to laugh. When family comes to eat together, don't talk bad about, he didn't do that. Oh, you know, she didn't study today. Don't bring up issues during eating time. That's the one time you get together. Don't scold each other. Say some joke. I don't know any joke. Buy a joke book. <laughs> I did that. I did that. I ran out of jokes, so I bought one. I bought some clean jokes, you get good books. And read one before dinner or whenever your family time is, read one, come, tell them I'm going to say a joke, and then all laugh, whether you understood or not, just laugh together. <laughs> Make family time a beautiful bonding time. Sing together. Oh, my neighbors will run away. So what? You sing. Sing a Christian song. Develop studying the word of God at least once a week. Come up with a Bible passage that you want to discuss and contribute to your discussion into. Practice involving in the church. As a family, get involved in something or the other in the church and avoid gossiping about anybody. You all enjoyed today's message? My time's up, I have to close. I know you want to hear more, no? But marriage topic, family topic over today. Okay, from next Sunday, I'm going to deal with certain other topics on handling business, handling friendships in the world, how to handle these things. We're going to look at what the Bible says, and I tell you, we're going to be blessed. Let's close with one scripture, Psalm 23 and verse 6. Surely, let's read that again. Say that again. This is a guarantee given by God Almighty. Surely, something is going to follow you, not devils, not evil. It can be any kala, it can be any dosha, you could be born during any shapa. But in Christ, when you follow his word, something is going to follow you. It's going to follow you. Let's read. Surely, goodness and mercy is going to follow you all the days. Good day, bad day, you know, in October, now, it doesn't matter. Every day, two things are going to follow. God's mercy and God's goodness, for whom it will follow. Next line says that. 
I know you got excited with the first line, but conditions apply. Next line. For those who dwell, for those who dwell in the house of God, those whose life is connected to the house of God, for them, God says, it's my promise. Goodness and mercy. Close your eyes and say, Father, thank you for that promise. For families that maybe you have a backlog, you have a background of failures, of dysfunctional, I tell you, our God is a God of miracles. Where the wine ran out, he turned water into wine. Jesus will not visit your home and leave it the same. Maybe some families need a miracle. Maybe some families need wisdom. Maybe some families need something that just can't be mentioned. Don't worry. Jesus, I'm a master. He answers prayer. Maybe some need grace to stay faithful. Maybe some need grace to develop right attitudes. He gives grace. He gives strength. Following God's word is going to become beautiful in our relationships, in how we deal with our parents, in how we deal with our children. The Bible says in the book of Malachi, if there is no healing in family, a curse is for sure. A healing in family relationships. The book of Malachi says, Bring healing in your relationships and the family. Else, you are opening your life to curses that will destroy you. Let's welcome him and say, Lord, you're welcome in my marriage. I'm ready to grow, to change, to develop. Heal, bless. Even good marriages can get better. And bad marriages can turn good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we want to thank you for speaking to us. This month we believe we'll have a revolution in our relationships. Thank you for you are a good God. May your blessed hand be upon our lives. May your victory be on us. Thank you that irrespective of what our mother tongue may be, what our culture may be, what our education or literacy level or maybe even our socio-economic background maybe. Thank you for the truth that your word can bring improvement in our lives. Thank you for the power of change in our marriages that comes by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for you are a good God. Week after week this month, help us to have an all-round development in our relationships, honoring your Holy Word. In Jesus' name we pray and the people said, Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I believe that you are blessed. Please connect with us for prayer or counseling. Please do call us or visit our website or visit us. The details are given in the description. We'll be glad to serve you. Do subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to encourage you in your journey in Christ. Please do share it with your friends too by clicking the share button. We are praying for you. God has great plans for your life. Thanks again for participating, listening. God bless you.